Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. We are back in studio. I am Mark Ellis. As always, Jacqueline Coley is here. And Jacqueline, what a flick we have to talk about. <laughs> We've been holding off on talking about this movie in order to get one guest in particular. There's many guests that probably saw this movie in the theaters yeah. when they were kids. Everybody grew up playing this video game upon which the movie's based, but there's one particular guest that we needed to have. That's why I'm excited today. Yeah, and I would say that, you know, we were just waiting for this moment for him. <laughs> that is that is the the advertisement we're putting down, but we're just glad he's here. It's happening now, late though it may be. Mr. Andre Meadows joining us. You know him better as Black Nerd Comedy in all corners of the interwebs. You have a thriving YouTube channel. As we were talking about before we went to air, there's a lot of other facets to being a personality online now. So you got all the social media stuff, doing yep. Instagram, doing TikTok. But Black Nerd Comedy is where you can find Andre and all of his greatness. He celebrates movies, guys. Remember when we used to do that? Remember yeah. Remember before we used to tear movies down and, and dissect them <laughs> like a frog in biology class? Andre sort of puts it all back together and reminds us why we love celebrating this stuff in the first place. And our movie that we have today, Andre. What a one to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Trust the fungus. Trust the fungus. You're going you're gonna to have to uh, take some magic mushrooms here and hopefully they give you some, some fire, some stars, some growth. And that is, of course, Super Mario Brothers. From 1993, we are obviously doing this in anticipation of the Super Mario Brothers movie, which yes. comes out. As of this recording, I think it's either out last night mm -hmm. or tonight. So that movie is from Illumination, and that is 100% entirely animated. So mm -hmm. you get a lot of great vocal talent. Everybody's looking forward to this movie. This could be like a billion-dollar-plus grocer, yeah. but not necessarily similar to the 1993 version, <laughs> which was called Super Mario Brothers, and I would say loosely based on the video games that they had at the time. Yes. The movie didn't quite do at the box office what I think this new one is going to be, but we're going to get into that, and I also want to give an editorial shout-out on our website right now, RottenTomatoes.com. You can check out 10 awesome video games that were made into terrible movies. So <laughs> yeah. you got your Hitman on there, you got your Mortal Kombat Annihilation on there. I was going to say, just 10? Super Mario <laughs> There's more. There's, the, no, it's the 
truly terrible. Oh, not right, right. not questionable, not bad. We're not we're not even in Assassin's Creed's territory on this one. We're yeah, talking yeah. the worst of the worst. The second Tomb Raider. <laughs> okay. Like I okay. think Max Payne might be on that oh, list yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean again, Super Mario Bros., and we'll talk about it once we get into the movie talk segment, but like I think that there's some fun to be had, if for no other reason. The nostalgia of mm-hmm. even this movie kind of reminds you just how movies were made, how products mm. were turned mm. into, yes. how other source material was adapted into films yes. back when we were all so very young. We also have 49 video game movies ranked by the tomato meter. That's an, another article you can click on on the site. Werewolves Within is currently number one. Oh, wow. Uh, 2021. Oh, okay. Super Mario Brothers. I mean, it's hanging in there at number 21. So okay. it's still. <laughs> That's sad. Look, if you're AP top 25, <laughs> right? that's good in college that, basketball. Yeah. It may not be quite as shiny according to the tomato meter. That's a but... D-plus student. You know, that's still <laughs> passing, right? You will get out of college on that one. Honestly, hey, if that's what you're getting out of graduate. college with, you shouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Stay home. Uh, right, true, true. Now Jacqueline has to really get her PhD on here <laughs> yeah. because before we get to two minutes with Tim and then we're going to talk with Andre about what's going on with him and all this Super Mario Brothers greatness. And I say that in quotes, Jacqueline, what we do on this show, sometimes we drifted away from it occasionally yeah. because we've been covering some like super popular movies or sets of movies that everybody knows and loves. We're going to do a synopsis today we simply to. because I don't have to be the one that does it. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and toss you the ball and ask you this question. I've been dying to ask you since we started, since I met you. I can't wait to hear this. Jacqueline, <laughs> what is the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie about? Go. First of all, as we say D's get degrees, be prepared for a D plus <laughs> synopsis. I know this is the grade I'm getting going into it, and I'm going to rise to that occasion. Listen. It's pass fail with yeah. the synopsis. Yes. <laughs> really? I was going with the D in the better hopes. <laughs> pass fail, I'm questionable. Listen, so we're taking ourselves back to New York of the 1990s, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. This is a dirtier New York. Before Think- Giuliani cleaned it up. Definitely before <laughs> Giuliani cleaned it up. This is the this is more the New York of coming to America. So okay. it is dirty. It is mm. dingier. Well, it turns out way, way, way long time ago, 65 million years ago, there was a meteorite that hit that very spot, and it actually made two separate dimensions that overlay on top of each other in New York. There is... The one that had, like, dinosaur-like things, and then there's the New York that we get to know. And they both developed alongside each other. Eventually, we find our two plumbers, Luigi Mario and Mario Mario. They are brothers. They are bickering. (laughs) Mario is the older one. Luigi is the younger one, played by the very Hispanic John Leguizamo and the very British Bob Hopkins. (laughs) But they are Italian plumbers without Italian accents. Very good New York accents, though. Anyway, they have been tasked to figure out what is going on with this fungus infestation, which is really what it seems like these two worlds are beginning to meld. They come across this girl named Daisy, who seems very interested in this fungus, and they somehow get transported into the dino dimension. And inside the dino dimension, they find Koopa, all of his crazy minions. He is the mayor leader of this separate dimension, and they are trying to invade into the modern human world. They were all evolved from dinosaurs. They were all evolved (laughs) from dinosaurs. And now, even though they have some of the characteristics of dinosaurs, they look like humans. That is played by Dennis Hopper. All kinds of hijinks ensue. They eventually come to realize that the fungus is trying to help them. It's because the fungus is actually the king, been melded into a fungus. They figure out a way to undo that. And everyone lives happily ever after. There's a romance somewhere in between there, between Daisy and Luigi, which is awkward and silly. Oh, and Daisy studies the fungus. 
Hey. Yeah, that was pretty good. I think I got it, yeah, right? That was that was <laughs> That's a good book report. I think I got it. That, I think I got it. And that the made reason- it sound coherent. It <laughs> <laughs> makes the movie sound coherent. <laughs> that is what happened, ladies and gentlemen. But I just want to go ahead and state that. The only reason why I'm also doing this is because y'all can't even watch it. Because if anybody wanted to go watch this movie right now, you better get to eBay. Oh, I, I, I got <laughs> Oh, did Andre bring... We had to go physical media with this. Oh we God. have oh it. Oh, my God. Yes, it. Can yes, I it. hold the DVD yes, in my please, hand please, real quick? Please. This is classic. Yeah, Andre brought this in. I watched this movie in pieces <laughs> like... on YouTube. And this is just... The Washington Post says it's a blast. Who see? said that? The Washington, the Washington Post. Post. Who said that? A very that reputable newspaper. That was not Ann Hornaday. I want to see who wrote that. May or may not... <laughs> We owned by a future owner of the Washington Commander. So oh that's God. very exciting. It is also eye-popping special effects yeah. is another good. The 60-second preview. You know, this was back in the time when they <laughs> used to have fakes reviews. No, you're not accusing the you Super know Mario it's Brothers a blast. DVD. How much you want to bet it says, like, when Tim comes in there, I bet it says, it's a blast if you want to die. <laughs> How much you want to bet that that's what this really is? There's an exclamation point. That is the end of a sentence. Well, it's actually acts as a perfect transition to our yeah. next segment because we're about to throw it over to our buddy Tim Ryan, who's going to tell us what the critics, like the Washington Post, like 60-second preview, were saying about Super Mario Brothers when it was released in 1993. Tim is, of course, our expert review curation manager here at Rotten Tomatoes. So, Tim, you only got two minutes. Good luck. Two Once video games became big business, it was inevitable that Hollywood would attempt to cash in. But one of the immediate problems was, how do you craft a narrative out of something that is essentially narrative-free? And by imposing such a narrative, aren't you taking away what's special about the games? So in the 1982 Pac-Man cartoon series, the titular hero was a working stiff with a wife and kid. And on Saturday's Supercade the following year, Frogger was a reporter and Donkey Kong was on the lam after escaping from the circus. At least Pitfall Harry actually explored jungles like he did in the game. Ironically, while Super Mario Bros. had a slightly more defined narrative than those other games, when it came time to make the movie, there was even greater disagreement over what it should be like. The Super Mario Bros. movie was what can politely be described as a troubled production. It had multiple scripts, arguments over whether it was a movie for kids or a dark satire, stars Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo drinking on set, and lots of finger-pointing when it flopped. It's developed something of a cult following in the ensuing years, but critics and audiences were roundly disappointed upon its release, feeling it lacked what made the game special while also not working on its own. Super Mario Bros. is rotten at 29% on the tomato meter with 42 reviews, and it has a 29% audience score. So what did the critics have to say? In a rotten review, Stephen Hunter of the Baltimore Sun wrote, Devotees of the game may derive some pleasure from seeing its obstacles given quasi-flesh and set in motion. But that inert pleasure soon pales in a torrent of none-too-special effects, confusing storylines, and characters without personalities. However, in a fresh review, Roger Hurlbert of the South Florida Sun-Sentinel wrote, Bizarre, replete, and often stunning special effects, and very strange from the outset, Super Mario Bros. is curiously entertaining, even though it often makes little sense. So that's Super Mario Bros., And if you require further listening, check out our episode on video game movies. And we've also got one episode each for two different Mortal Kombat movies. Back to you, folks. (laughs) That drinking story is actually true. So we'll we'll talk about that and a whole lot of other things. Thank you so much, Tim. I also have the full review from the Washington Post. How Henson 
is who said it's a blast. And that's what's on the DVD cover. Hal's full review, or at least a fuller snippet, says this movie, which was directed by music video whiz kids Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jenko, is sweet and funny and full of bright invention. In short, it's a blast. No, he was sincere. Ah. I yeah, saw. See? He doesn't write anymore. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was it. That was a swan song. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said he doesn't write anymore. Y'all so, let you determine what that means. In short, the question <laughs> that we always ask of our guests here, Andre Meadows, you're yes. up. Is Rotten Tomatoes wrong about Super Mario Brothers from 1993, which is 29%? Well, first you have to give credit that this is probably one of the few times where the critics and audience score is literally exactly the same. It so is at 29%. See, they, you, you're always on a line with some things. <laughs> so I say to all of you that, yes, you are wrong. Rot, Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. The audience is wrong. I'm not saying it needs to be a whole lot higher, <laughs> but I just think 29 is a little is a little wrong because because there are definitely some things in this movie that given given what is in this movie, even with all the the troubles of production, and given when it came out and what movies were like at that time, I think yeah, I think it should be a little bit higher, and I think there's still some things about Super Mario Bros. that I like about that that I would like to see even some movies of today. So. Okay, so yeah. it's it's too low for Andre Meadows. Jacqueline Coley, 29% as Andre intimated with both the critics and the audiences. Did everybody get it wrong? I, I feel bad. Like, I invited you here, and I'm just going <laughs> to rip on this movie because it's awful. It's But it's like the room-level awful where yes. I yes. level in its stupidity. I, I'm literally like, oh, my God, get stoned and watched it. Well, see, it's that's the amazing. Thing. That's where we're that's where yeah. we're in agree. Like, it's it's one of those, like, it's I'm never going to say it's a good movie, but yeah. I'm going to say that from an entertainment perspective, it yes. is it is a very entertaining movie. And it's one of those movies where I can kind of see what they were trying to go with. But then, of course, you have the multiple scripts and the drinking in there. So the reason why I say this is if you're taking this movie seriously, Rotten Tomatoes is sober as a judge that should be lower. That's <laughs> If you are taking this point. as a camp masterpiece of stupidity and like, how did this get made and why does everyone involved in it need to be ashamed of it? <laughs> Yes, this is we. This is certified fresh. This is the greatest movie ever made. If it's if it begins, if you look at this movie and are like, I want to make sure everyone involved in it doesn't go to film school. Yes, <laughs> like legitimately. I want to make sure everybody comes out of this smelling horrible. You know what I mean? If you want to revel in how awful this is and yeah. even celebrate in the ridiculousness of it to where it became iconic, we are here. Okay, so yeah. Try to tell me anything other than that, I will hit you in I the face. I think there's a little bit of a middle ground if you're going to go from this movie being no. extremely horrible, like comparing it to The Room. So The Room is different. Yeah. But 29%. Only based on budget. The the delusion that allowed them to make The Room allowed them to make this. You also had mm. a big difference that we'll talk about in movie talk between The Room and this. I'm going to say Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, upon rewatching it, I'm going to say 29%. I'm not going to, like, protest. I'm not going to, like, make a sign and, like, stand outside. Rotten to be like, come on. I'm going to be I like, <laughs> I can get this to the 30s. I can get this to the 35 why? percentile. I think you just need to be in some shit. That's why you want to put it in the 30s. That's why we're going to talk about it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right now with our movie no. talk segment. Hit the music, Brian. So before we even get to the movie, when did Super Mario Brothers, when did the Nintendo Entertainment System first enter our lives? I We were the, like the last family on the block to get a Nintendo, but 
Back in the day, you could go to a video store and you could rent the entire Nintendo system. I remember system. That, yeah. yeah. So we rented it a couple times, have like a test drive of this thing. And I remember like we'd play Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, and it was just like, this is the most revolution. I'm never going outside again. <laughs> right. This is so exciting. And then two days later, you gotta take it back to the video store. One day my dad came home. This is shortly before we moved from Columbia, Maryland to Virginia when he got out of the service and he had the Nintendo with him and we lost our minds and we just played Super Mario Brothers that entire summer till we moved and then we played it once we got to Virginia instead of making friends. So it was very exciting to hear that there was a Super Mario Brothers movie that was going to be coming out. But again, Andre, you're our guest. When you first stumbled upon the Nintendo Entertainment System Mm -hmm. and our beloved brothers who are plumbers, where were you? What was going on? Well, yeah, Nintendo was kind of like the level of how you made friends for, for quite some time. Because if yeah. you were in the neighborhood, you had a Nintendo. Everybody wanted to go hang out at your place. <laughs> the more games you had, the more friends you would want to have to come over. And it was one of those things of like, it really became, it became like the star belly sneeches. Of like, are you a Nintendo? <laughs> you were a kid to have a Nintendo or don't have one? And your friendship mattered with that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was something that everybody on the block wanted to have. And I remember finally getting mine Christmas morning. My parents... You know how sometimes how you have those old parents, are you? Oh, old enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what Christmas was it like that you oh, got it? Oh, this would it? be Christmas. Uh, like, like I'm just 80, trying to picture the age you were. Yeah, like, like 87, 88. Like, it, was, it was when the action set because there was like the the original Nintendo right. with Rob the Robot, but then they had the action set with the Zapper and Mario Brothers. So we're talking Zucker. maybe an eight, nine year old. So that's yeah, this. so that's what happened? Fairly was, early in yeah, Nintendo's yeah, matriculation. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, we like, were going over to Andre's house. Yeah, yeah. well. No, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, but like wow. 88, yeah, but like 88, 89. So that was the thing. It was like when you got that system, it was like such a, such a like an extra rite of passage <laughs> to, to now having that. And I remember you also, I had those parents that was like, oh, you're not getting that. That costs too much money. Yep. You're not, you were not yep. getting into this house. You got an Atari. You're good. You know, so... So, but then the course is that one Christmas, they're like, all right, we, we went out to Toys R Us last minute, and there happened to be one on the shelf, so we hooked you up, and, you know, and then, so that was what, sort of the beginning of it, but, like, that was, it was the system that kind of started it, but then, like, that's when the obsession came in, Yeah, because it was like, then you got Super Mario Brothers 2, then you got Nintendo Power Magazine coming in the mailbox, then you got the Super Mario Brothers Super Show cartoon coming on, <laughs> and all of this, and then Super Nintendo with Super Mario World after Mario 2 and Mario 3. And then this all leads up to this movie. And so yeah. at this point, I am so in the Mario cult. Like, I am so, like, ready for anything Mario gives me that when I see this movie's coming out, even with everything <laughs> shown to me of, like, this ain't, they literally say in the movie, this ain't no game. I'm still like, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. And saw it day one when it opened and saw it a couple more times in the theater because I don't know if everyone remembers these. There used to be the Dollar Theater. Yes. Oh, yeah. After this is a short run and Mario Brothers still Run. Still have was, the Dollar Theater. They're still around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, Mario Brothers Run was a little short. <laughs> <laughs> there was a movie that came out a couple weeks after Super Mario yeah. Brothers that sort of ended every other theatrical run yeah. up to that point. Yeah. With dinosaurs on top of that. It did have dinosaurs. Yeah. Mario had the dinosaurs first. Yeah. By a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and, then and, it, and a little movie called Jurassic Park came out. Yeah. I know you have to because I think they said something about like I think some people that worked on Jurassic Park actually saw the Yoshi that's in Super Mario Brothers, and you could just imagine them being like, "Oh, that's that's cute, nice guys. try, that's very adorable." <laughs> I think we're doing something with dinosaurs too. We'll, we'll let you see it in a couple weeks. But what's really funny is before these movies happened in this town, they were both thought to be the same. 
They were both thought to be like a level of like potential. Yeah. And then when so, you have Mario as the character, as big yeah. as Mario was, of course it's like, oh yeah, this is going to be the... Oh, going into the, the summer? Yeah. You, you, look at, you look at Jurassic Park and Super Mario Brothers as tentpole, and obviously, even though Michael Crichton had written Jurassic Park, but that's we a, knew, everybody knew who Mario was. Everybody walking yeah. on the street, it was just, it was almost like by the 90s, New babies that were born just had that, you know how like like kids are born, but yeah. they they just kind of know who Chewbacca is. They, right. like, they know what the Beatles mm. are. It's like you knew who Mario was, and so you knew that there was going to be this movie coming out. You knew who Mario was, Jacqueline, because you also apparently had a Nintendo yeah. before I did. Yeah, so I was a product, uh, I was a child of divorce and generational trauma, so we were buying affection through yeah. gifts uh, in my household. I had a, a divorced dad in a different state, grandparents that didn't want to be alienated, and a new stepdad that was very happy to get my attention. So yeah, I had a Mario at 89. Oh, I had wow. a Sega, baby. I, I was, was going to say, I bet, uh, I bet you were yeah. an early Genesis I, just, kid. I had yeah. an early Genesis kid. I was an early Microsoft kid, and like, again, I was an only child. It wasn't like y'all, though, because again, I was the girl that wanted to play these games, so like, I was playing the girl games by myself. Boys sure. were the only ones that could do that sort of thing. And I will admit, my Mario stuff was limited. Like, I did oh. Mario for sure. Remember Mickey's Clubhouse, that Nintendo game? That was an underrated oh, Mickey game. Mickey Mouse Capade? Yeah, yeah. Like, that one yes. where it was, like, the adventure. Oh, my God. Castlevania. All of oh, the wow. RPGs where it was just you and you mm -hmm. just go long term. I Shadow love Gate. those. But I would yeah. say uh, Mario was not as good because everybody liked to play Mario in teams. Everybody liked to play like Luigi Mario. You die, you go. You die, you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. You oh, die, yeah. You I, go, you I, die, I would always go. let my brother, my little brother be Mario because I was rooting for him to perish. And so I could be Luigi. Because <laughs> <Luigi, laughs> yeah. just like in sports terms, I was rooted for the underdog. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I wanted to be Luigi, like the brother who the princess is not expecting to show up. She's like, oh, it's you? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Mario died. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference too with even Sega. Like they had that with Sonic and Tails, but everyone just wanted to be Sonic. It was just about you and your solo adventure way more than it was sure. about the other ones. Anyway, the whole point is, yeah, so I definitely had an early Mario, but yeah, I switched over to Sega very, very early. So literally NES is the only one I have. I never had a 64. Oh, I never wow. had, I, I stopped. Like, See, yeah. we got Sega Genesis late in the game too. And so by then Super Nintendo was already cropping up. And I remember uh, still for very good friends to this day, the Whitehead family, they had a Super Nintendo early. And I think me and my brother were just like, we, we just kind of, we didn't even want a Super Nintendo for the longest time. We're like, no, we're good with Sega Genesis. We yeah. got Altered Beast. We got Golden Axe. We're yeah. good. And yeah. then we just kept going over to the Whiteheads to play like the Super Mario world. And we're like, this yeah. is a really no, good system. No, if you had, if you had siblings, Super Mario NES was the perfect one because they had the four controller click in. And that literally like changed the game because then you could play four player. And that, that, that was really it for me. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
So then the movie comes, and it almost seems like around this time in Hollywood and going back to the 80s, too, it's yeah. almost like studios begrudgingly made these movies based on other properties. Like, well, well He-Man's really popular. <laughs> we got to have a He-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah, now yeah. Super Mario Brothers is really popular. I guess we got to have a Super Mario well, movie. Well, see, but, but about that, though. So something I find very interesting about that time, and I think this will explain, because the big question people always ask, especially nowadays, is like, why did Super Mario Brothers, this bright, <laughs> colorful, Mushroom Kingdom, peppy music, everything, turns into Blade Runner Jr.? <laughs> but... Facts. I think you have to. <laughs> I think you have to look at that past because before, and you'll probably remember this, like Transformers the movie, mm -hmm. GI Joe the movie. You know, like a lot of the movies were very much. Let's just take the cartoon or let's just take the thing and just extend it, just make it longer, like right. ninety minutes, right? But then Batman comes along, mm. and Batman was very much Batman at that time. Unless you were like a hardcore comic person, was very much okay. It's it's Adam West, the reruns of that show, or it's Super Friends, the cartoon. Mm. And then this Tim Burton movie comes along, and it's all dark, you know, at the time. And like Keaton playing Batman, and it's taken like a different level than what we've ever seen Batman. And before. you felt the streets and and the yeah. dirt, yeah. in Gotham City, exactly. And then after that, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes out, yeah. and this again, the, <laughs> is that for the comic books? You got this wacky cartoon with these four turtles eating pizzas, yelling cowabunga, and now here's this movie where they're live action and they're dark. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's dark and it's got this more serious tone more into the comics, you right? You felt the sewer. You felt the sewer, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> then you got the Adams Family coming out. And the Adams Family, even though that was always kind of in that darker tone, but it was still a wacky sitcom, but now you've got this little bit edgier. It's PG-13. There's blood and, and references yeah, to that. Yeah, that was early 90s. Yeah, it was like was, early 90s mm -hmm. was very gothy, very sort yeah. of like, you know, yeah. Yeah, then you have Dick Tracy was after, yeah, was after yeah. that. So I feel like that's what happened with Super Mario Brothers. I could see, because there's even like reports that say that Nintendo was very aware that they wanted to make something a little bit edgier. Maybe this wasn't exactly what they wanted, but there was this sort of concept of let's take these classic properties and do something a little bit, a little bit edgier and more, you know, more all audiences with it, all ages with it, because that will justify it being in the movies. Especially when you have, like, even with Mario, you had the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, which is like you had live action Mario and Luigi with Captain Lou Albano and Danny Wells. How do you make the movie look different? Mm. And so I could see them wanting to do that. It's just the process of yeah. getting there. Well, <laughs> also a very weird thing. Very weird thing. And then also think, I think what's interesting with it too is if you really look at it, as much as it's ridiculousness, it's the splitting of the difference. They yeah. also still made a camp movie. Right. And, and that was the part too, which I thought was interesting. If you look at the two, I consider only performances within it that work, which is Dennis Hopper and Bob Hopkins. Bob Hopkins. Again, British man playing Italian plumber. <laughs> Didn't think it would work as well as it does, but it does work. Yeah. Like, I made the joke. He brought it, that Eddie Valiant in. He did. He <laughs> did. I, I think it was a stroke of casting genius, the ethnicity aside, because Bob Hoskins was everybody, even if, like, kids didn't know his name, mm -hmm. you everybody saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. which he started in as Eddie Another Valiant. Another dark one. Another yeah. dark yep. one. The, the advantage he had as Eddie Valiant, A, is that him and his co-star Roger couldn't do whiskey shots in between takes, <laughs> like him and John Leguizamo did in this <laughs> movie. Please give but, me a shot. <laughs> well, he did a shot in the movie, but then he like goes right. over the air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, and, and so I think every kid just kind of knew, oh, th th this is an adult I trust. Right? Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. And then you have what, like, uh, again, John Leguizamo, the perfect sort of companion to him, playing that underdog role. He's he's maybe not quite as street smart as his yeah. much older brother who isn't really related by blood. He just kind of. No, the casting it, wasn't bad. Yeah. Except for it's against type in the sense of like, these would not be the people I would think of, especially sure. when you think of, again, Italian. I could just, if I was an Italian, I'd be livid. Like, let's be real. Like, 
I'm pretty sure De Niro and Pacino said no. You know, yeah. facts. <laughs> facts. But then when you look Although at Although Pesci as King Koopa would have been pretty funny. <laughs> but but so that point, he's doing Eddie Valent. He's doing the straight man in a camp movie sort of performance so well. And then Hopper is just giving Sheriff in Nottingham realness. Oh, like yeah. Sheriff in Nottingham he realness. He is all about he it. He is just, he is giving face and body <laughs> and he is just living his life with this thing. But that's the problem. These two guys are selling something that doesn't work when you put it next to each other. Like, you can't have that be humans. It worked when it was Hopkins and it was cartoons. Mm -hmm. And it'll work with Dennis Hopper if everybody else is in on the joke. Yeah. But you can't have these two very earnest performances that are in such contrast to themselves and even the world around them. Well, that 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 is obviously, and there's like I said, there's been different articles and, and retrospectives about it. About that was one of the challenges with this movie was that there were so many different versions of this movie, and they all leaned from it being dark because that was what some of the directors and original producers wanted to it being lighter because it's Disney slash Hollywood pictures getting involved and there were different writers and even the script that the cast got when they got there was not mm. the script that they got mm -hmm. when they when they signed up, and so yeah, so that's what's so interesting to watch this movie because you can tell. Like, you can almost see the different color pages mm. <laughs> of a script when you're watching it because you're like, okay, that doesn't seem to connect with this, mm -hmm. and that doesn't seem to connect with that. And, you know, in, in tradition of, of many cuts nowadays, there's also a longer cut of the movie that got released. There's a group called the Super Mario Brothers and Movie Archive who have been <laughs> getting, like, interviews and all these, like, old things that we haven't seen from this movie, and they found, like, a longer version of this. It still has, like, time codes and stuff on it. But, like, it fills in some of the gaps that were that in the movie or... From the novelization that I may or may not have read. <laughs> the <Yeah>. novelization. <laughs> Damn. I have the novelization of Willow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Willow is a little more appreciated as fine art than the Super Mario Brothers the movie. The score tells a different tale, sir. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised that the Super Mario Brothers movie got anything more than like that. those sticker books that you had when <laughs> yeah. you flipped through and just like, put the sticker where it belongs. And it seems like when you're watching this movie, all the stickers got jumbled up. Yeah, but see, but that's the one thing I will defend about this movie. Because look, I, I, I can understand people talking about it being bad or being cheesy or whatever. But especially in this very nostalgic, you know, let's reboot everything, let's think about everything. I'm not going to name any names, but there's definitely some movies that are now being put at like a high regard that I kind of look on the same level of at least cheesiness. <laughs> if not, they could be better made, but at least from the cheese camp factor alone. Fat eggs, yeah. Super Mario Brothers is like right there. And I think what always just brings it down is that it's an adaptation, adaptation of Mario. If you were to be like, man, there was this movie I used to rent back in the day to VHS where there were two dimensions where one side was if dinosaurs. It was, if it was Orgasmo, <laughs> yeah. like, like the Trey Parker, Matt yeah. Stone, like low budget random movies, like if it had yeah. that like Napoleon Dynamite indie budget to it, you're right. Yeah, it yeah, would yeah. have a totally different vibe. That's one to of the it. things that uh, producer Brian and I were talking. As all boys do, we make great points when we're in the bathroom together, and we were talking <laughs> about how this movie is so more watchable if you're not comparing it to the video game. If it's just this <laughs> random movie where it's just made for kids, I actually really appreciate the the two dimensional thing. I think that's a cool. The meteorite that they killed all the dinosaurs. Yeah. It's mm. Earth. They do mention 65 million years ago, which nobody knew that 65 million number until it was on the Jurassic Park poster. Well, so good on you true. doing your research, Super very Mario true. team. It hits Earth and it creates this alternate dimension. I think that is a really cool premise and I think that the movie does a salient job of even for the kids spelling out that there's this different world that's sort of below 
our world and the the like the Blade Runner thing you talk about where it's like the different version of Manhattan. Yeah, Dino Hatton. Yeah. <laughs> and people eating like hot dogs that are made out of bugs. It's like this cool thing yeah. that oh, these people are aware that they that they desperately want to get somewhere else. Yeah, they show and, it right in the beginning of the movie. It was like they're yeah. human looking, but yet they still hatch from eggs as, as Daisy does. The, in the lady of the movie. pushing the lady pushing <laughs> the lady her pushing egg, and she's like, <laughs> get your hands off my baby. Yeah, and everything's like all electric based yeah. uh, around like all the cars and stuff like that. So yeah. But yeah, but it, it is it is one of those weird things of like, but there there is clearly these sort of darker, more adult tones that they try to clean up with like a score. Like they put that uh, Alan Silvestri score in there yeah. where it's like, <laughs> and you're like, no, I mean, that's cute. But like, clearly. Why do they call Alan Silvestri for cheesiness? Like he's done so many cheesy movies. I think just his favors. Like he's got a few like of like, he yeah, did yeah. Judge Dredd. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He's yeah. a nice guy. Didn't I mean, he also did Back to the Future, and yeah. his score is criminally underrated for but, Young Guns, too. But basically, because he did Back to the Future, and he's proven that he can really underscore these very poppy video game mm-hmm. moments, mm-hmm. Um, they keep calling him. Don't get me wrong. I love the Ready Player One soundtrack, but I'm almost like, Alice Silvestri is not going to save your movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the gods will not save That's you. That's what they were trying, though. Um, the, the one thing I will say about this is because I think when it comes to video game movies and why we have these two terrible list is one thing we can very much appreciate having watched shows like The Last of Us, having watched the early days of The Walking Dead, having Mm. watched the early days of Game of Thrones. When you have people who at least respect the material or at least respect the person who made the material enough to be respectful of the material as they adapt it, Mm -hmm. no matter what happens, I don't know. I just find like it doesn't go as far off the rails as the people who clearly are not. Does that make sense? Like This is an example of the people who were making it didn't like it. They didn't care. <laughs> they didn't like it enough to be to even try to come up with a good idea for how to be both faithful to it and then also expand it. I feel like the makers of this film, and I don't want to put it just on the directors. I, I think that this no, is yeah. this is studio heads on down. Yeah. Looked at this property and looked at this movie they're making with that same eyes that even I do sometimes in my adulthood, where I'm like, oh, that's for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like like it, like you see anything animated and you just have that initial like, oh, okay, it's animated, it's for kids. It's not. A- a- animation is not just for children. But when you look at Super Mario Brothers, I think the studio at the time was like, this is just for kids. Kids will just lap anything up mm-hmm. as long as we put a familiar skin on it. And that's the difference between this and something like The Last of Us, where the care and sort of making sure that you're honoring the source material was 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 a factor in every step of the process, yeah. as opposed to this, Andre, where it feels like where the the moments where they said, "Oh, we need to make this more like Mario," maybe in post production, like, let's just add this sound effect, <laughs> let's just do this. That's where the movie falters. Well, it's funny because, like I said, I I think part of it is also, and I I always try to go back to the time that it was made because at the time, and we know so much about Mario now from its various games, but at the time you had. The, the three Nintendo games you had, the Super Mario World. And there is definitely some lore in there, but definitely not to the level that we have at the time. Also, I can't help but to feel like there's, there at least at that time, there was a little bit of like, this is popular, but how long is it going to last? Because mm. we just came out of the video game crash of the 80s, and yet Nintendo sure. brings it back. But there is, there's probably still that feeling at that time until this we got Genesis and, and yeah, this is my end. Like they felt point. like they were making a pet rock movie more than they felt that they were making a franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, now looking back, it's like, of course, this was going to last forever. But who knows? But but even even still, like I said, because they were trying to go with that weird like darkish tone, like they do with some of these other movies, it is still interesting to see 
how they incorporate certain things. Like if you look throughout Dino Hat, there's like a big sweeping shot. You can look at some of the buildings and like there's a shop named Hammer Brothers. There's one named Bullet Bill. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the shoes that they wear, the, 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 they incorporate the jumping with these really cool boots, which, you know, talk about the movie, but if David River released those boots as actual shoes to buy, sneakerheads would buy those up immediately. Yes. <laughs> There'd be a line around the block. <laughs> yeah. So, so they, you know, they figured out a way to do the jumping and then putting Bullet Bills in that. You know, so they figured out all these different ways to use at least the names and the properties of it. I mean, you have Koopa. It's President Koopa as opposed to King Koopa. Uh, but, you know, you have all these different ways that they did incorporate it. They even found a way to do the colors of Mario and Luigi towards the end. You know, it's just... They're variations of how they do them. Like with Goombas. Oh, they gave you the colors? That is faithful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they you did. were reaching. That's something. That's still something. Compared to some, like I said, compared to something. They named they it don't Super do Mario it. Brothers. That's something, too. <laughs> they st they're still plumbers. Yes. They're exactly. still plumbers. They were exactly. named Mario and Luigi. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. So they're, so I'm it, so happy for you. I, as you should be. <laughs> because at that time, that was, that was something. I mean, like I said, it's very Fair. At easy. That time, at you, that you know time. What, you know what? At that time, that was something but did yeah, you but, walk but out of the theater did you so walk out of the theater in 93 when you saw this movie for the first time did you say oh that was a good movie i need to see it again or yeah, were you just i saw it like, again because i i think that's I, and that's why i do get into this where you talk about when you look at things more critically nowadays i think there was something there was a vibe at least in my circle there was a vibe of like we felt the edginess of this compared to the video game and that was something <laughs> we actually like we were right at that age mm -hmm. of like can't watch the rated r stuff yet but a little bit too old for some of the younger stuff. But this is like one of those things of like, like how I feel about this is probably how like some kid felt when they saw the first Transformers movie, where it's just like, oh, this is different. And we're looking at like, this is not like the cartoon. But they were probably like, oh, this is different from the cartoon. That's how sometimes I feel about that with Mario. Like this felt like something that was like, ooh, it's That's, Mario. But when it's... did the first Transformers come out? Two thousand. Yeah, yeah. But I, oh, yeah. I, was, I think that was like high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I just, it just, it just had this different vibe to it, and especially for someone like myself who watched, who literally watched like <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and seeing that version of it, where it was very goofy, very comical. Mm. You know, like it just, it just had this different vibe to it, and having grown up watching. Uh, like I said, those other movies like Batman, Ninja Turtles, and Adam Family, and all that. It felt like it was in that vein. That at the time, I didn't even take into the account like, oh, this is bad or this is not super faithful. It was just like I saw Mario, I saw Luigi, I saw some things referenced. I saw there's a woman named Bertha, and I know that's a fish from Mario Three. <laughs> I saw, you know, I know that the the garbage men are Sniffits. Toad, yeah. yeah, Toad is in there. There's an interesting point you bring up though, <laughs> with, like, with, with just being a kid and and seeing your characters. That again, if you're a kid, you're just buying into this is Mario and Luigi. Yeah, and seeing them just act differently than they did in the game. They were actually real people. Yeah. in this one to a certain extent, because in the game, your your quest is to rescue this princess, right? Mm. But it's such a benign like you. It's like, oh, thank you, Mario. You're my hero. But yeah. you never really when you see John Leguizamo actually like be like smitten with Daisy and he's like asking around they like go on this awkward like double date yeah. you're kind of like oh this is what adults do like I'm growing up I'm I'm, I'm hitting mm -hmm. puberty as I'm watching this movie because they're plumbers and they're and they're, they're video game characters but they're real people and they have real needs Jacqueline yeah that's why they made the Goombas dance <laughs> <laughs> that's right because they they're evil, but they have a little bit of a heart and something. That was the dumbest setup. No, that we are so not. Beautiful. I see how quickly y'all just want to turn the page. No, I'm all about it. Let's talk about the, the elevator scene. I love that Goomba. scene. The Goombas dance. The Goombas dance. You want to tee us up? As I, they said, yeah, they're right. loyal and and stupid, as, as Koopa says in there. But yes, they're in the elevator. They're wearing the iconic outfits now, and they're trapped in the elevator with Goombas. And so to try to distract them, there's a little song playing on the in the background, and so they just sway 
away. Luigi starts swaying the Goombas. <laughs> and then they just start to dance. And it's just a cute little moment. It's a cute moment with the Goombas. Because he outsmarted literally their biggest foe yeah. with the power of swaying. But they're not, you know, they're like two bright. And it, it, it's a very cute elevator scene. It's like it's like the Ninja Turtles, uh, the, the Bay Turtles scene when they're in the elevator I'm doing a little hip hop. <laughs> so. I'm going to let you have this one and the road chimp. But but yeah, but but I there is something I do want to give. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Everyone back. has I'll, their things. I'll come back for that. Everyone one. has um, their things. I will. I do have to give this movie. I think this is something that I do have to give credit for with the movie, even compared to movies today. And that is the production of this movie. Like just the design of this movie and how, even if it looks dirty, even if it looks dirty, just how real it feels. Like something uh, I saw someone mention this in a, in a YouTube video talking about the movie, but I didn't even realize it. There's a part where. Koopa is in like his like his office and you can see from his window the actual set of Dino Hatton like from his window mm-hmm. and it is like the legit set they were on earlier and just like feeling that depth is really cool because it's like you know especially nowadays with a lot of things being CG uh, even the backgrounds and everything like it's it's nice to see that they did go to North Carolina and make this entire Dino Hatton be like a real place and put all these people in it so that way when you're seeing them running through this you feel that that grunginess sometimes of them going through Dino Hatton. I thought that the, the, the Dennis Hopper as Koopa, I, I thought that was a stroke of casting genius. Mm. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. It's because it, it did remind me of the same way that the Sonic movies cast Jim Carrey mm. as Dr. Robotnik because if you are a parent and you're taking kids to see this movie, you know who Dennis Hopper is. You've mm-hmm. seen Dennis Hopper for a decade. You've seen him mm-hmm. in stuff like Easy Rider. Like, you yeah. know this guy. This guy's an actor, okay? <laughs> so he's at least somebody that you can glom on to. And I will say his performance, without getting too political, reminds me of somebody who you may have seen oh, in the it, news. It's, it's, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that was the best. <laughs> it's almost like Trump saw this movie and it's like, that's the guy I gotta be. And, and a like germaphobe the, as well. And a germaphobe. <laughs> and it was honestly the best part about it. It was so earnest. Like I said, Sheriff of Nottingham yeah. realness. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was really about it. I yeah. just remember being in this movie, and this is before, like, you walk in you know what the running time and all that stuff is i do remember like wondering okay i get what you're doing here i didn't think the movie was good when i saw it in the theater and i remember being like how much longer we got to be here because i do want to go home and watch and and play super mario brothers like it at least made me want to play the game again but i also remember this movie not really spelling out to you that we're getting towards a conclusion (laughs) or like we're just we it just kind of felt like we're just keep existing in this world for a long time so I remember feeling the length of this movie, and it maybe felt longer than the actual runtime was. Well, then yeah. you should watch the director's cut. Oh yeah, I can't wait because he needs that, right? Yeah. He needs that in his Look, life. Yeah, I, but I, yeah, I do definitely agree that, like, you know, even again with the script changes and everything, that probably muddled it up a little bit. But yeah, I do, I do agree that like there's a really good story element in this. And then going back to Dennis Hopper's performance, this is something I didn't even notice until recently because they talk about how the year they evolved from dinosaurs, and so with. Uh, Dennis Hopper, King Koopa, he's evolved from the Tyrannosaurus Rex. I didn't notice until recently, he constantly has like his arms like close to him, kind of like T-Rex arms <laughs> when he's talking and stuff. And so I was like, oh, that's a really neat little thing that also he added Also the there. posture of the maybe person. Have you noticed how that said that? Like, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, very true, very true. The posture of the maybe person <laughs> the maybe. is an all-time I quote on, from this show. I, I live I live on this internet and I will not pretend that I don't. The yeah. posture yeah. of so, the maybe person. Yeah. Well, like, I, yeah. I will say this and, and this this goes back to like my love of sports is that you you watch a season right mm-hmm. and you can more often than not point to when a team lost a critical game and then they go on a run and it's like oh maybe that was the turning point this was not necessarily the turning point yet for video game movies because 
for every good one that we got, like Mortal Kombat 95, we got, it seems like, a dozen bad ones. But Mortal Kombat is, I love Mortal Kombat, absolutely, right. one of the best. But there's cheesiness in that as well. Certainly. <laughs> for but, sure. I, but that one, it felt like the source material was more naturally ingrained we were, into... Well, they based it off of, as much as they could, off of the actual Right, because the, 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 the Super Mario Brothers game it arguably gave you more story mm. than you got with a Mortal Kombat game, but they still pulled something out of it. Mm. But now, we actually look forward to video game movies, especially something like this new, the Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario Brothers, the movie because it feels like we know how to do it and i think the world right. of animation serves mario so well oh, because yeah. it's more seamless for all the youths that are going to be going to this movie and seeing like oh mario looks like this in the video game looks like this this is just i now i just have less pressure on me because i don't have the controller like i right. think this movie coming out i think this is going to be gigantic i think it's going to be over a billion dollars yeah mm. but i think like i said i think that's also very telling of our time i think at that time when the 93 movie came out, it was this concept, even like you said, with some of the creators, it's like, well, we don't want to just make the game a live action and that's it. Like, we got to put our edge on it. We got to put our spin mm. on it because I'm the director, I'm the producer, whatever. Right. Whereas I feel like we are now in that era of The Last of Us and of this movie of just like, no, we need to be as close to the source material as possible. Ask Sonic. Mm. <laughs> yeah. you know? yep. Which, that's still the one thing that I always think about. Just I actually think side that note. was the turning point in video game yeah. movies. I yeah. think that was Changing actually. Design. No. I think that the was teeth? The, no. I think that Sonic was the change to the with dentist. studios because the director mm -hmm. told them. Yeah, the director was like, "Y'all are idiots," yeah. and the director was like, "This is stupid." And the studio told them. Granted, this was in the messy part of Paramount when they were still trying to figure stuff out. They were dealing with the Redmond. The studio just pushed ahead with their ideas, and it went so badly so quickly yeah. that they were like, "You were right. Let's switch it over." And I think that switched in the sense of like, trust the nerds. The nerds know <laughs> right. because they know what the angry effers are going to say if we don't get this They're right. giving us a sneak preview on Twitter as to how this movie is going to be received and if we so don't embrace if it. We, yeah. like Now I think studios are paying attention to that to be like, listen to the nerds. The right. nerds know and the nerds because there's been enough success to where they have to listen. Up until that point, they'd kept messing it up enough to where they didn't have to listen. Right. They've yeah. been interfering enough to where certain things were successful and certain things weren't. Again, I still do believe Video game adaptations are hard, so don't hire the wrong team. That's where the studio messes up first. But the second part is, if you hire the right team, listen to them. Yeah, and then, there, yeah, there was no 93 or 93 Twitter <laughs> for them no. to listen to how Mario was coming out. Because you probably would have heard some of these things. Also, just as a side, I am very, very shocked. Maybe it was because of Super Mario Brothers failure. I'm surprised we did not get like a Sonic the Hedgehog movie of the 90s just of how big he was. Like, But like a like puppet <laughs> like costume oh, I, character. Like I, think they, <laughs> yeah. I think they wanted to. I think the same reasons why. Because remember, this actually had a high watermark for a while. This yes. was kind of like cleared the way for at least five years before they really went back into video games. And game. it scarred Nintendo for a generation yeah. from and they lending their properties to any, any sort of big screen adaptation. Yeah, so Absolutely. what we had after this were like Blank Man and like Meteor Man <laughs> and like random little superhero adaptations Two that were underrated films, in my opinion. It, yes, true, yeah. but movies that were not intended mm -hmm. to be whatever. And that, by the way, Meteor Man and Blank Man, guess what they gave worth to, which changed it all in the end? Blade. 
There you go. That was it. Yeah. That, that was literally the progression of it. Yeah. That's that, that's how that went. And Black so, man would like to have a word. And steal, yes, and steal. But like, but literally, for a long time, they were yeah. just these B movies that you would send to either um, crappy former um, TV stars mm-hmm. or uh, basketball uh, players. basketball players, athletes, whatever. Put them in a suit because they have a built-in audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it still might have just been Shaq walking around as an Orlando Magic uniform exactly, with, like, with exactly, the stuff on top. But exactly. I mean, look, Super Mario Brothers, for what it's worth, I, I think that it did, uh, whether it intended to do it this way or not, it shaped the future of video game movies and it gave at least a starting point to grow from. And right. that's where we are now in 2023 with all these great video game possibilities that we actually look forward to. We think we they could be quality entertainment. Yeah, and say what you will about the campiness, the cheesiness, the badness, or whatever about Super Mario Brothers, but I think there's something to be said, and I'm sure Mario's involvement has a lot to do with it, but this is literally 30 years later. People are still talking about this movie. There's still videos about this movie. There's still discussion about the movie. There's still thoughts about this movie when making another video game adaptation. Mm. And I don't know. For me, it's always, I will always appreciate a way out there movie that's wrong that I remember over a safe movie that is bland that I will forget the moment nice. I walk out the theater. Mm-hmm. And oh, I think Super nice. Brother is so that movie. It is so that even if you don't like it, you are not going to forget it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's something very special about that. And I think also even the way that the movie is made, just even the process of this movie, because remember, this was a movie that major studios want to do and they went with the independent studio because they knew they would have a little bit more <laughs> control I guess or they thought they did as well as you know there's also like merchandising and things like that but like even just that concept of it like that's something we don't see nowadays there's no way that some like random like indie studio is going to go I'm going to take the biggest property that you have and make a movie out of it so yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just some interesting things about that movie making that even though it went off the rails there's a fascination about it that you would not see in movies nowadays. And there's varying reports about how well this movie did at the box office, but it's be- on its best day, it might have recouped its budget. Because yeah. the, the budget, I think, was maybe like $40 million ish and yeah. it might have gotten there worldwide. Right, but, but they want it. They obviously wanted this to be a hit. And then, like, yeah, They thought it could be Jurassic the, Park. Yeah. yeah, and then Jurassic Park showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks like, later. No, they, thought it, they thought it could be Jurassic Park. How excited are you for the for the new Super Mario Brothers movie? Are I you, am, like, losing your mind? I am very excited. The, the All the, the, the animation, like you said, the animation definitely lends itself to this property and I think that what I like about at least from what I've seen so far is I love that they are incorporating different references in a very unique way like the score is a mix of a movie score but with Super Mario sounds in it They've act, they made a commercial, fake commercial that uses the theme song from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with the Mario Brothers and Plumbers are game and others will get all the fame. How are you feeling about that voice? The voice is, it's the typical thing. It's just, it's like, they get all the celebrities to do the voices and, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. But I... It sounds like Charlie Day is giving it, uh, giving it his all. I like yeah, Charlie, how Jack Charlie Black Day is sounds Bowser. Luigi. Yeah. Jack Black is so Bowser. Just, I'm like, yeah. so... So I think it's going to, I think, I don't, I don't think that is going to be a deterrent. <laughs> Look of, at you. Of, that's, that's the realest thing you've said. <laughs> no, that. that's, you're like, I don't think that's going to be a deterrent. No, and that is the only no. thing about that you've been honest no, about. No, no, what? <laughs> no, I'm very, I'm very excited about this movie. I, yeah, I, yes. Are there other people I would have cast in some of these parts? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, 
I don't think that is going to take away from from That's, the movie. And I think that and I think the people they got are going to give the best they're going to get. And just don't take uh, Spike away from my boy Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. No, no. By the way, though, but that's what I'm saying. So I'm very also excited for Anya because I want to see yes. her do voice because I've always said that she does amazing face, which means that I think she does really great nonverbal acting. Mm-hmm. Like she does oh, really yeah. great like split. The reason why that movie works is because you see everything working out on her right, face right. as we just watch this dude go insane. So I'll be very interested to see how she is, is just a vocal performance. Yes. And just as, as I have to give him there again, Yoshi, the Yoshi in there yeah, is, is yeah. super cute. Like I guess yeah. no, again, upstaged by a big T-Rex a few weeks later. But yeah. I thought at the time that animatronic, that, that Yoshi was very, very adorable. There's a lot of things to like about this movie as insane as this movie is. And, and the fact that this cast with all that was going on with it gave their all as best they could. I think John Luguizamo and, and Bob Hoskins had good chemistry. Fair. It's at least worth a watch one time. All right. So Andre Meadows <laughs> says it's a blast. It's let's, a blast. Uh, yes. Let's hit that music gonna, and I'm transition to our close, Brian. <laughs> If I make you President Koopa of entertainment, right? Do you release this movie like on streaming services? I, I think it's kind of cool that you, it's hard to get. I wanna, I wanna, I know, I wanna full on like 30th anniversary, but like, okay. but like, like a, a 30th anniversary release, but like no holds barred. Like de- tell all the stories, tell how insane it was. Like we're, we're okay with it. We'll put the little disclaimer, the opinions of whatever it's not matched the it, studio. It would just let it all out. I think people would appreciate that. I wouldn't hate like a three part documentary about the making. <laughs> oh, of this, this is, this has, yeah, this has document like streaming documentary written all over it. <laughs> I would not hate it. Uh, what I loved is having you finally in studio, Andre. It was so yeah. great. We've been yeah. talking about you being on the show uh-huh. for, you know, it, there, there's so many properties, whether it's Ninja Turtles or Sonic that, that you celebrate online. But having you here for Super Mario Brothers, this is like sort of the culmination. I mean, it was definitely not bad having the wiki uh, article literally sitting across for us for the entire episode. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I also have this is the uh, this is not the novelization, but this is like the behind the scenes. Microchips to movie stars. stars. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Has official art from the movie and everything and and behind the scenes. Such a nerd. I love this movie. I I don't say that as a diss. That was a compliment. No, no, absolutely. Um, that's that's wow. how he's known. Black nerd comedy, wherever you enjoy your online endeavors. Uh, what you got going on? You got stuff coming out. I'm sure you're probably going to be doing some stuff covering the release of Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Yeah, we'll definitely check out the Super Mario Brothers movie and, and whatever movies. I'm I'm excited. Like, this is a very interesting time for me because it's like, I actually was in the theater not too long ago and the trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie came up and then immediately after was a trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem and I'm just like, I am living my best life You right should now. do that like Issa video be like, it's me season. It's me season. You know yeah. what I mean? Power Rangers you is mean? back with a 30th anniversary special. I'm like, yeah, yeah this is, you know, it, it, it took long enough. <laughs> it took long <laughs> enough. You earned it. Like Talk you, up to yeah. Marvel and DC all you want to. That's fun. But I, I over here, it you, is Mario. It is Power Rangers. It is Sonic. It is Spider-Man in the, in the Spider-Verse. And it is Ninja Turtles. Uh, wow. Just uh, <laughs> check out Andre. Again, Black Nerd Comedy, wherever you enjoy going online. Uh, YouTube's probably a great hub for that. And he just, uh, when you're watching, he's funny, endearing, makes you feel like a kid and celebrate all this stuff that we loved once upon a time and can still love well into adulthood. Uh, for this show, rate, subscribe, do all that great stuff that you love doing wherever you listen to us or watch us. Do whatever that platform encourages you. For Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong, my co-host Jacqueline Coley, what do we have coming up next week? Next week? Uh, I don't know, but I think we're going to be high when we get there. It's going to be our 25 favorite stoner movies. Another oh. compliment <laughs> to celebrate 420. 
Light Do- up if you can if it's legal where you are. I was going to say, are we, are we taping that in the morning? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, like, technically, why, Mark? Like, why? The, the, Brian in our legal department, he's our he's our legal guy. He won't yeah. see this, but I would love it if he did because Brian in our legal department would have a fit if it was ever even applied that we were in this building under the influence. All right. Well, I've met Brian. He's a very nice guy. He's he not producer nice Brian. Guy. There's no, a lot of Brian's right around. Brian's, we love no. all our Brian's equally, but uh, legal Brian is the one that we have to abide by. We will so. be sober as a judge. The talking, dude abides. Yeah, talking about the highest movies ever made. All right. Well, for uh, our special guest, Andre, Black Dirt Comedy Meadows, Jacqueline Coley, Producer Brian Remsen's hanging out here with us. I am Millie Mark Ellis and the whole gang here at Rotten Tomatoes. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. And we're sorry, Mario, your princess is in another castle. Jesus. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.